Hello, hello. Welcome to the uh, inaugural episode of the brand new Doctor Who, unofficial Doctor Who podcast. Uh, we're calling this Oi Spaceman, uh, after our favorite companion, Donna. Uh, this is um, myself, I'm Daniel, and my beautiful wife, Shayna. Say hi, Shayna. Hello, and also our cat, Zoe, who is climbing all over me. And uh, Zoe is unfortunately not named after Zoe Harriet, although we're going to pretend she is for the purposes of this show. So, uh, always looking forward to that. Um, this is our episode zero, so what we're going to do here is we're going to kind of introduce ourselves, uh, kind of talk about what, why we're doing the podcast, and uh, talk a little bit about our history with Doctor Who, um, and kind of tell you what we're planning on doing for the near future. So, um, Shana, why don't you introduce yourself, uh, kind of say who you are and, and what your history with uh, kind of science fiction fantasy kind of stuff is and um, what you uh, what you want to do with this podcast wow that's kind of a loaded question uh, <laughs> well, okay. well we, we did we did uh, myriad amounts of planning before we started recording this folks so uh, just uh, keep that in mind uh, this will be a very informal podcast in general so uh, Shanna please sorry to interrupt yeah I think he's saying, Shayna doesn't have a filter. Um, so, I was raised um, by a woman who grew up on original Star Trek. Um, and so, therefore, I grew up on Star Trek The Next Generation. And pretty much, like, every sci-fi show, even the crappy ones. Um, and I mean crappy in an endearing way uh <laughs> you know like like like, Star- like classic who right you know like classic who except like the you know this original sci-fi channel versions of whatever you know what i mean um so you grew up watching like farscape and uh next generation and forever night and those kinds of shows yeah so i grew up and so it was very natural for me um, I, I kind of followed into um, the Joss Whedon shows, Firefly and Buffy. Um, but I also grew up reading comics and, you know, X-Men definitely has a very science fiction bent to it. So I, I don't know. I, I am I am a varied interests. I should also say that I um, have a... MFA in poetry, that is, uh, my background is creative writing and poetry, so um, I'm, I'm a v- truly varied geek. Yeah, you're all, we're both kind of all over the place. I think that's uh, one of the fun things about our conversations is we kind of come at things from really different directions sometimes. Um, as for myself, I kind of grew up on uh, literary science fiction more than like TV. I mean, I grew up on next generation um but i did not really watch a lot of i mean i did but the stuff that i really loved was the like the scientifically accurate quote unquote you know science fiction the hard science fiction um i grew up on isaac asimov and robert heinlein and that kind of stuff um really never got into star wars but really loved star trek um especially next generation and uh i watched this show called time tracks um in the late 90s um which was this really fun little time travel show um uh, which was, you know, kind of... Actually, I may reference that a little bit when we start talking about the Master at some point in the future. Uh, <laughs> but uh, Because I think there's some clear similarities uh, from this, like, little-known 90s show, which I think 
Um, it's not not available in any format. Um, except for I think one episode might be on YouTube or something. I was looking for it a few years ago. Um, I don't think there's anybody that ever remembers that show, but I kind of dearly loved it when I was about like 14 or 15 when it was on, or 13 and 14. I'm Sorry. sure there are other people who loved it. That's how I felt when I was like remembering Earth 2. Right. No, I remember that show. I remember when that show aired, and I was like really interested because Arthur C. Clarke uh, posted a, a, like a thing in, I think, uh, Wired or, or some, some magazine where he was talking about how excited he was for it that uh, it was going to be kind of quote-unquote scientifically accurate um, okay. science fiction. And so the part that I remembered most from it? Yes. Tim Curry was on it, and he called the little annoying girl Poppet, and I thought that that was really cute. And then there was an episode where they killed one of the kind of pod people alien things, and then the other pod people alien things kept attacking them, and then they found out they had killed the baby. And I, like, sobbed because I was very young at the time. Right. So that's what the poet remembers about <laughs> Earth 2. And uh, I'm I'm actually finishing a bachelor's degree in chemistry, um, although I'm in my early 30s. But, uh, you know, finishing it late, but better late than never. Um, but uh, the, the beauty of our, uh, you know, our different backgrounds kind of bring us to remember different things and think different things about um, the, the kind of media we consume. And even today, we kind of have certain shows that we watch together, but um, we don't really, it's not... There are lots of shows that we watch separately, too, so, uh, mm. you know, always fun. Um, so why don't you kind of talk a little bit about how we got into Doctor Who, because you actually started watching Doctor Who first. Yes. Neither one of us grew up with it. We, we both kind of came in through New Who, through the Russell T. Davies era. No, I, I mean, I very clearly got into Doctor Who because of the character of... Um, Cassandra, the last human. In the end of the world. In the end of the world. Because I'm going to be the one to bring up episode titles here. Yes. So, you know. I do not remember titles. <laughs> um, but so I remember I was just channel surfing, and I think PBS was doing a special where they showed, like, a behind-the-scenes making of, and then they showed the episode, something like that. Um, but I remember stopping because I saw Cassandra, and I was like, what is this? Is is this referencing Brazil somehow? Oh, right, the uh, the Terry Gilliam film. Right. And um, then I stopped and I was like, no, but who is this cute guy? Or, no, actually, I knew Christopher Eccleston. I don't remember what from. And I was like, oh, it's him. And then Billy Piper was super cute. And then there were tree people. And I, you know, I, I definitely liked fairies and stuff growing up. So... I feel like that episode, just in the kind of court of aliens, um, had that kind of uh, fantasy element to it. Anyways, so you're, you're going to have to stop just a second. The TV just came on down here, so hang on. Oh, I'm sorry. That's my fault. Yeah, so I uh, went and turned the TV off. Um, I guess we just hit pause a little earlier. Sorry about that. But uh, what uh, you were um, talking about your history with the show and what got you into the show? Right. So... Um, Yes, Brazil, and I was talking about how I was kind of into fantasy and stuff, um, which also you mentioned that I, I grew up watching Farscape with my mom, and so, of course, there's the Jim Henson connection to that, and I grew up watching Labyrinth and Dark Crystal and everything Jim Henson, so that one still 
channel surfing, seeing Cassandra kind of pulled at all of that for me um, and all the really unique characters. So I started watching it and I thought, I am going to love this show. Um, how do I see more of it? And I think at the time I, I really just didn't know how. Um, and then eventually, you know, Netflix and Netflix Instant and... I think I started watching it again. And... Yeah, let, let me kind of jump in here just a little yeah, bit because I think I have a clearer memory of this. I remember because a lot of times like I would kind of be like my computer is in the basement uh, near where the TV is, as we just learned from me having to go turn on the TV. <laughs> um, but so I, a lot of times like I would be on my computer kind of goofing off on the Internet while you were kind of watching TV and we were kind of right. together but separate. And he started watching Doctor Who, and I remember kind of like glancing over at it and just like, oh, that looks that looks interesting. That looks cute. You know, the the, the first like few episodes of Christopher Eccleston's um, season, mm -hmm. and I think you started watching it. And I think, like at some point, something I can't even remember what piqued my interest, but it must have been something in those first one or two episodes. And I remember I was reading like TV tropes a lot at the time, and like they keep referencing this weird, crazy show, and I was like, well let's give it a shot. So I think we started back from the beginning. All, um, but uh, all I remember is I tried to get you to watch it once and you wouldn't watch it with me. I didn't want to, I'm like, that's a kid's show, right? I don't, I'm not interested. You didn't interested. like the Slovene, you didn't like the farting ale. That was actually where I was going to go with this, where we watched the first few and I'm like, I'm really liking, I really liked that first episode, Rose. I really liked the uh, the next one, Into the World, which has Cassandra. I was uh, I was less of a fan of The Unquiet Dead because that one's kind of all over the map a little bit tonally, although I like it a lot more now. Mm -hmm. And then you get to World War Three and the Slovene and the farting aliens. And that was... I don't a, like the pig guy. The, 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 I love the... I'm, 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 I, I completely agree. The pig guy is awesome. Um, for me, I was like, oh, okay. This is like... Cause, understanding what the show is and just kind of going this is a show that has farting aliens and like every eight seconds of that episode it felt like they were like not only were farting and then like chortling about it oh, you know um yeah but they had zippers in their forehead and they had zippers in their foreheads and this is really i think the the moment where i i started watching it and i'm like i just i can't i, can't, I don't want to watch this anymore and I think I came back to it a, like a couple of weeks later and I went, because that's a two-parter. And I got to the end of that first part and I was just, uh, I can't, I don't care anymore. If, it, if this is the show it is, I don't want to watch it. But towards the end of that episode, at the end of uh, the second episode, which is, uh, I forget the name of this, the, this two, the second part of the two-parter. But um, yeah. towards the end of that episode, when you get that whole um, story with Harriet Jones who has been the kind of comic relief character for the entire show, and then ends up being, oh, the Doctor says, oh, that's that's the architect of Britain's golden age. And you see the Doctor being really smart and really clever in terms of the way he kind of um, defeats the Slovene, and I think the writing of the Slovene, like, mm -hmm. it became this thing where I can, I look, I realized that if I could look past the kind of silliness of what I thought was the, like you know, the farting alien thing, and kind right. of like gotten to the story itself, and gotten that there was some really really cool stuff going on in the story, and I think that really it was that ending with Harriet Jones, where it's like you right. know the Doctor looks upon her with like this 
amazing, you know, like she's the architect of Britain's Golden Age, etc. She's and, such a great character. Oh, she is such a great character. And I think that was the moment, really, for me that made me think, I really, really like this show. I re like, and that was when we really started watching it constantly. And yeah. I think we had some technical issues from there where we had to get the disc from Netflix for a while. Um, but that was really the moment where I said, I want to I wanna see what's going on here. Um, yeah. So... Anyway, sorry, that it's kind of convoluted the, the story of how I got interested in it. Um, because I don't think I'd seen a single frame of it, um, of the classic series growing up. I mean, you and I both grew up in the, uh, the so-called wilderness years when it just wasn't available. Um, I knew a couple of kids that watched it on PBS when I was like in, in eighth grade or something. But like it never, you know, it never seemed like something I wanted and to watch. And I had never even heard of it to that extent. I, I think partially because I was so fully absorbed into Star Trek Next Generation and X-Men. And, you know, I, I had my little niches already. Um, but yeah, I, I, don't, I genu genuinely don't remember hearing about it until new who and even then you know it was a while yeah no i mean uh new who was on i mean I, this must have been um 2012 i think i mean i think that um season five was up on netflix instant at that time but season six wasn't or um hadn't started airing i'm not sure exactly you know when this was i, I know it's close to two years ago that we finished it so it must have been like late 2011 or so when we well, started watching it yeah i know that i started watching it i think it was a little bit longer than you remember between when i saw it first because i watched a few episodes and then stopped because i got to oh father's day you got yes, to father's day father's yes. day and i remember I, that I now couldn't deal with it because it was just too sad to watch alone um and you know, and I still love that episode. I just don't, I don't watch it very often. <laughs> <laughs> right, it, it's it's a tough one to watch. Um, it's a tough one it, to watch. It, it, it hits you, hits you right where it where it hurts sometimes. Um, but I think that's what I, I don't but know. But I do love that about the show. I, I sure, genuinely sure. do. I I like having the cathartic emotional experience for me i think uh just kind of moving into now that we've kind of said how we started watching the show and then we finished all of the the new series um up through uh the end of season six or series six um and uh that was kind of the most that existed up to that point and this was uh i guess uh last summer um yeah something like that um and uh, then we started, you know, we watched season seven or series seven, you know, quote unquote live. Um, and during that period, I've been going back through the classic series sequentially, starting with William Hartnell and just kind of watching them um, in order, uh, which is not the way I'd recommend people get into classic who um, it's it's a, there's a, there's a lot of slog to get through from there in the classic series, but I really do love um, the classic series, and I love the the Hartnell era in particular. I have deep affection for, um, but it's definitely not you know you don't you you maybe start people with an earthly child, but you definitely don't you know move on to the Keys of Marinus like you know I, I almost gave up right then and there. But um, even in the classic series, there's still that kind of that there's there's so many moments that just hit you right over the like hit you in the heart and make you care about it um and that's that's really what i keep coming back to the show for um 
what would you say makes you keep watching? Like, what makes you kind of want to be involved in fandom? What makes you want to follow on Tumblr and and all that sort of thing? Like, what keeps um, you coming back? I, you know, as as a creative person myself, I have always been very interested in talking about time, and so I think that just on a very um, essential level for me, the fact that it's a show about time travel to at least some extent, you know, um, it is just inherently draws me to it, I guess. Um, but I also, there's, you know, the, like the Craig Ferguson, Doctor Who song. Um, what is it? You always remember it better than uh, I uh, It's all about the triumph of intellect and romance over brute force and cynicism. Yes. And that's, you know, the, it's very, it's kind of romantic in a way. It's very poetic to say, like, you know, the show is about hope at its core. And I, I like to try and be an optimist as much as possible. Um, heck, I watched all of Torchwood while you went and watched Old Who. <laughs> That's true. I have not done so. any of the, I got, again, I got to this point in Torchwood. I got to uh, Countryside which is the uh, cannibals eating people serial killer one. Um, and was like, maybe I'll take a break from this um, and not uh, watch it. But I, I am... Uh, I, you know, I have mixed feelings about pretty much all of Torchwood. Right. Like, minute to minute, I, I sometimes have mixed feelings. But I, I love Yanto, so... That, you know, at least it gave me one character that I loved, so I can't hate it, hate on it too much. Sure. So, um, up to this point, I am not finished with my sequential watch of the show yet. Um, I am up to the Sixth Doctor episode, The Mark of the Ronnie, which I've watched the first part of, the first half. And, uh, I've started, we've started buying some of the classic DVDs, and I've been kind of dipping our toes into like you watching some of the classic stuff which you really hadn't seen any of and so i think this podcast will partially be about kind of just what we're watching at any given time yeah. and kind of talking about it because we're just about i've just about shown you all of tom baker's first season and i think um by the time we record the next episode that's really what i want to talk about in the next episode um but we'll also do some episodes kind of about stuff that we think is like maybe fandom stuff or maybe um you know kind of whatever is kind of going on in our heads with doctor who and it's really just kind of an excuse for us to sit and talk about this thing that we love so much as much as it is anything um but i think also for me i've been listening to a lot of other doctor who podcasts and i think that you and i have a perspective that so many of the podcasts out there so wonderful though they may be um i think that there's a very um a sort of like the the Russell T Davies era, the RTD era. It's almost like something you have to apologize for, among a lot of the people doing podcasting about Doctor Who right now. Um, and I don't feel like that's something. I, I I don't feel like you have to apologize for the RTD era. I love the RTD era um, as much as I love any era and anything that I've seen of classic Who or new Who. And in fact, I think you and I are both of the um, Moffat is is a bit overrated perspective um you know i i will just say i i feel like at least from my my point of view in the tumblr verse 
that um, public perception of Moffat is starting to meet where I feel. But yes, for for a while, I I thought he was quite overrated. Sure. Um, I guess for me, it's more just listening to the to the podcast, which I know you don't engage with the fans on that level. Um, I I don't hear any podcasts that are that that come from where I think our perspective is, and that was really the big reason I wanted to do one. Um, you know, a to get to talk to you, you know, and just chat about Doctor Who, but also specifically to kind of address that, you know, balance that out a little bit. So um, that's that's kind of what I want to do, and hopefully um, we'll be a voice for, for people that maybe feel more like the way we do. Because I know they're out there, but they're just not in the, the podcast land that I've heard. So, um, you know, maybe that's a little bit selfish or grandiose, but that's sort of the... Uh, <laughs> the that's that's maybe like a doctorish trait, right? You know. Uh, sure. You know. <laughs> sure. Um, so I think that's uh, anything else you want to add to this before we we kind of sign off here on our episode zero, Shana. Um, uh, I, I guess not. I mean, I'm not as active in listening to podcasts and and um, that area of fandom, but. I like I said I'm 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 very present in the Tumblr verse. Yes, we're, we're both on Tumblr pretty regularly, and we'll give and, our tumblers at the end. So yeah, and I have friends who are pretty active in the Doctor Who cosplay community. So I hope to bring a sympathetic voice, even though I'm I'm not super into cosplay. Although if if I have my wits about me, I probably will be in the future. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so hopefully we'll get to have fun conversations about Doctor Who. Sure. No, that, and that's the, that, for me again, that's the big point. It's just like, yeah. we, we already talk about it. Let's record it and put it out for people to listen to. Cause I think it's a lot of fun. Why not? Why not? Exactly. Um, what is, uh, sorry, I'm going to put you on the spot here. Uh, what is your favorite episode of Doctor Who right now? Or who is your doctor? First of all. Well, I know the answer to this, but this is very obvious if you know me. But I am I am a David Tennant yes. fan. I, Ten is my doctor, even though I when when nine left, I never thought I would get over nine, and then ten came and stole my heart. But I still love nine, and I do love Matt Smith, but in a very different way. Um, and now that I've started watching Tom Baker, I have fallen pretty hard for him as well. So. You know, <laughs> I, I think it's I think it's one of those things where I, you and I kind of feel the same way, or I certainly feel this way. Where I kind of love every doctor for different reasons. Yeah, um, I think that the more I have, because even though I haven't seen all the episodes with you, I've seen bits and pieces while you've been watching for the past year or two, however long it took. <laughs> long time. It feels like forever. Um, <laughs> But, you know, I, I think you and I are similar in that we have fallen for Doctor Who fandom. Right. Um, that there's a kind of, in the same way that I think of fondly, like, the Trekkies documentary, how, you know, the positive bit that come out of it, or that came out of it was like, look, there's a community here, and people believe in this show because it tells people to treat each other nice. <laughs> like that's right. That's the basic core message. And 
Um, I was just looking at the website for um, Chicago TARDIS, which we're hoping to go to next year. And there's a, a section on the homepage just labeled newbies. And I, I think that that's great that, you know, that is front and center newbies. Like, we know that there are new people coming and we are happy about it. And that's a cool thing to be a part of a community um, based on just a TV show. But that gets people all riled up and excited about doing geeky, cool things together. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, just to wrap up here, I think that um, in general, we're going to try to not really worry too much about spoilers, except maybe when we get to the the brand new episodes, maybe we'll try to uh, kind of uh, when the new season comes out, the new series comes out. I mean, if we kind of do. Uh, episodes are if we do episodes about those episodes we'll try to kind of avoid some of the spoilery stuff but i think we're kind of assuming that most people who would listen to this have seen or you know it's it's hard to care about spoiling something that's 40 years old you know <laughs> like um so i don't think we're going to worry too much about spoilers um but you know that may change a little bit depending on the topic and um i think that uh the general tone is kind of be kind of pg13ish um, try to, you know, so so if there are uh, children that might hypothetically listen, because this is ultimately a kid show, um, try not to be too harsh, but not really uh, censor ourselves. So at least that's kind of my goal. Um, try to avoid the uh, the worst language. Yeah. You know, who I'll knows? Try not to cuss, but sometimes I get passionate. Yes, we get very very passionate. <laughs> <laughs> um, after all, we're sitting and recording a podcast about a TV show. So, um, Shayna, uh, anything else you want to add before we wrap up here? Oi, Spaceman! Oi, Spaceman, yeah. Uh, maybe we'll throw a little uh, audio at the beginning of the episode, the uh, Oi, Spaceman line, but uh, no. Uh, I think it's a cool name for a podcast. Uh, hopefully uh, people will get the reference. Um, why don't you tell people where they can find you on the internet if they are interested in kind of following you? Oh, um, probably the best way is on my Tumblr. That's what I update the most these days. It's Red Shana um, on the Tumblr. And would you spell it for me? Yeah, it's R E D S H A N A. Um, and I'm sure we will put that in the info or whatever link. Yeah, we'll, we'll put links to all this. And then I'm slowly working my way back into uh, Twitter, and that's at Inkyosa, which is I-N-K-Y-O-S-A. Nice. Um, you can find me on Twitter and on uh, Tumblr at Daniel E. Harper, uh, D-A-N-I-L-E-H-A-R-P-E-R, -E -E no dots or anything. Um, I happen to have the same name on both of them, and I just use my real name because, you know, whatever. Um, and uh, I think that's probably, uh, there, there will be a website for this podcast, but um, it'll probably just be the uh, whichever hosting provider I end up going with. Uh, I haven't worked out all the details on that yet, but hopefully the next few days. So if you found this, you can find the other episodes there, and future episodes will be a little bit more organized. So. Um, I think that's uh, about going to do us for today. Uh, any more uh, comments, Sir Shana? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Alonzi, Alonzo. I don't know. Geronimo. Fantastic. <laughs> Doctor Who. What's the point 
him being an adult if he can't be a little childish sometimes. Amen. Thanks a lot. See you in the next episode. Bye.